Amen. Thank you, Ken. We're glad Delta got a good report. Yeah, Delta did get a good report. We're very grateful for that. So, uh, I've given you a, I've given you a little sheet there, and we'll go, we'll go through this and uh, see what we can do. Um, this is a broken record, I know, but they taught Delta in Bible school that repetition was theological mucilage, and y'all know what mucilage is, but the, our younger generation might not know. I'm a Christian. That means I'm a Christ follower. I believe this book from top to bottom. And if I'm ever asked that, that's it. This is the total substance of what I believe in and why I believe it. And it's as up to date as this morning's email <laughs> announcements. I used to say newspaper, but who gets the newspaper anymore? Well, we get the Lancaster News, but that's old news, you know. But uh, it's up to date. And if you know your Bible, you know where we are in, in, in our struggles today. I'm going to chase a rabbit on the front end of the, of the lesson this morning. And uh, bear with me. Our resident, uh, yeah, this is a disclaimer. Our resident uh, expert on Islam was Dr. Bill Duke. And the Lord sees so fit to take Bill home a few years ago. And, and I don't know anything what he knew about Islam. But we want to talk a little bit about it. Because that's the whole fight that we have in the Middle East. <clears throat> over this little strip of land here called Gaza. And if you'll turn with me to Genesis chapter 16. This is the, the first scripture on the first chart that I've given you there. Ishmael. Uh, I won't read all the scripture, but if you'll, if you'll look there... <clears throat> First verse, Genesis chapter 16, now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. And uh, um, verse 3, And Abram lived ten years in the land of Canaan. Abram's wife, Sarah, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to husband Abraham as his wife. Uh, he went into her, and uh, verse 5 May the wrong done to me upon you, I gave you my maid in your arms, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between me and you. <laughs> verse 6. Abram said to Sarah, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do with her as you see fit. Bill's paraphrase. Verse 7. <clears throat> uh, well, the end of verse 6. So Sarah treated her so harshly that she fled from his presence. Okay. Verse 9. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Therefore the angel of the Lord said to her, you need to really know these next two little verses here. I will greatly multiply your ancestors. 
your descendants, so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. And he will live to the east of all his brother, his brothers. Verse 15. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son who Hagar bore Ishmael. He was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Two wrongs don't make a right. Sarah got ahead of the Lord. He, she promised him an heir. And this is what happened. And if you want to blame it all on Sarah, we're, 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 uh, we're battling that same battle today. In the next scripture I've got at the top up there, uh, Genesis 28, You'll turn there right quick. And we'll look at those two little verses. <clears throat> Isaac is and and uh, Rebecca had two children. What were two? Who were they? Jacob and Esau. Okay. So here we are. Now Esau saw that Isaac, verse 6, I'm sorry. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away from home to take himself a wife. And he blessed him, he charged him saying, you cannot take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. This is the same thing that Abram had told his servant. He says, not fight. Isaac to marry one of these local girls. He sent him back to his, his family. Verse 7. And Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother. Verse 8. So Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan displeased his father Isaac. So what did he do? He married one of Ishmael's children. So they're the Canaanites. There are the problems that have been in the thorn in the side in the Philistine, in the Israelite all these years, as we see. And then in chapter 41 is the last part of time that we have anything said about Ishmael. This Ishmael, that Ishmael pops up again. <clears throat> no, I'm getting wrong. Jeremiah 41. That's the end of the, the Genesis 28 part is the end of this one. But in Jeremiah 41, we have another Ishmael that pops up, and he's battling uh, the Jews too. And this was about 630 uh, B.C. <clears throat> okay, now, Islam. Islam. Everybody that's an Arab is not of the Islamic faith. Most of them are. 
but everybody is not. They have two main, they call them denominations. And you've heard them in the news, the, the Sunnis and the Shia. The Sunnis are 80% of the total package. And the Shia are about 20% of the package. Now their pillars of Islam are five. They're real simple. And yet they get... <clears throat> They get convoluted as, as they go down. Uh, but the real five things that you have to profess to be a follower of Islam is that there's no dea, deity other than Allah. Well, that's contrary to what the Lord told us. He said, have no other gods before me. None. But Islam said... There's no deity other than Allah. They pray daily, five times a day. Um, from what I can little find out, that's not a, a set time. There are some set times, but you just need to pray five times a day. And <clears throat> this political correctness that we have going on today, they're making all kind of accommodations for these people to... Uh, <clears throat> to do this. A few months ago, uh, Tyson's was uh, ridiculed about giving uh, their employees who were Muslims um, a place to pray. And everybody jumped on Tyson. Well, it was in one plant, in one state, that they had a majority of people there who were Muslim. And so to accommodate their faith, Part of the union contract, they gave them a place to pray. That's the only time that happened uh, in that one plan. They number three, alms giving. They have to give alms. Number four, fasting during the month of Ramadan. They have to fast, and there's a ritual that they go through on the fasting. And then number five is a trip to Mecca in one's lifetime. And in this trip to Mecca, part of the, the thing that you need to do is to go back and trace Hagar's steps through the desert, the mother of Ishmael. Now, fast forward to the day. There's a band of people here in Gaza we know them as Hamas. And Hamas was just organized in 1987. 1987. The thing about Islam, and I skipped it, it's right up at the top. Mohammed died in 632 B.C. I didn't put that in there. But it's B.C. And it's about the time of Jeremiah. So... <laughs> The, Jew, the Jewish faith, and it has been around hundreds of years before Islam. Part of their problem, part of the, uh, the Arab problem is that after Nebuchadnezzar took them into captivity because of their disobedience, there were no Jews in the land, and they took it over. They took it all over. <clears throat> then... 1948, when the 
the war was over and the United Nations created Israel again. We'll say more about this as we do. When they created it again, <clears throat> oh me, where was I going? Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> Forgive me. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's different. Oh, when they created again, they put this little Gaza Strip down here that they've been battling and all the problems today. And it looks like the Israelis are just about going to eliminate the, the Gaza Strip. And, and uh, because uh, of their actions. Now, Scripture said that they, he was a wild donkey. And he's the, the word that my Scripture uses in <clears throat> verse... He will against, his hand will be against everyone. And that's basically what Islam is today. They don't care who you are. If you're not one of them, they're against you. And that's it. And, and they're taking it by force. Now, some of the sh sh law, sh Sharia law, and, uh, and the jihadists, I'm not versed enough to even go there. But this is the fight that we've got today. And it started a long, long time ago. Now, let's get back to Joshua. <clears throat> Last week, I gave you this chart. And somebody said, why didn't you give it to me? So you've got it. <laughs> Under, underneath here, it's a little bit different, but the way I had to do it, but you, you've got the chart there. Um, some of you down at the bottom, my printer cut off Genesis 29, 30, and 48, so if it's, it's that's the 30 needs to be finished there. Um, but this is basically what we've talked about last week. Now, Joshua, Joshua ch chapter 12, 13. Y'all have asked me where, where, where we are. Sometimes I don't know. But anyway, uh, Joshua chapter 13. Verse, verse 6. The latter part of verse 6 of Joshua 13. I will drive them out before the sons of Israel and only allot it to Israel for an inheritance as I have commanded you. Now therefore, apportion this land for an inheritance to the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. <clears throat> now, this is review, but if you go back to Numbers chapter 32, Numbers chapter 32, you don't have to go there if you don't want to. But as they were crossing, <clears throat> as they were coming, the children of Israel were coming up here and we have Jericho here, and where they came up here, the nation or the tribe of Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben said, look, this is good-looking land. We want to stay here. And so they went to, to Moses. It's all recorded in the 32nd chapter of Numbers. And it says, give us this land. <laughs> Moses said, whoa. When I sent the... Twelve spies 
in the Kadesh Barnea, and he says, y'all came back this report, and he says, we're getting another, another of the same thing. And they said, no, we will go fight and occupy the land, because that was the big thing. Moses says, you want to stop on this side of Jordan, and you don't want to help us conquer the land? And they says, no, but give us time to be, build our sheep pens and get our family settled, and we'll go. We'll go. Now, in the first chapter of Joshua, that theme is picked up again in verse... <clears throat> first chapter of Joshua in verse um, 12. To the Reubenites and the Gadites and the high tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word of, of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that he commanded you, saying so forth. And verse... Um, 16, and they answered Joshua and said, all that you have commanded, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. And as we read, they were faithful to do that. Reuben and Gad and this half-tribe of Manasseh were faithful. They got them situated. They got their families situated to the <clears throat> east of Jordan. And, and they were given this land by Moses early. So we have this yellow swatch, this little blue, and this brown. That's those three tribes on the east side of Jordan. Now, they had some problems through the years because they weren't protected by the natural boundary of the Jordan River. And they had all these other tribes and people giving them fits on this side, but that's where they wanted to go, and the Lord said, okay, you can go there. <clears throat> now, the last page I've got on this thing is, <clears throat> is kind of a... It goes back to Numbers 26, where <laughs> the title of the book is Numbers, so they numbered them. The people by tribe, 20 years old and up. And here they were. This is in Scripture. You can just, just see it. A total of 601, 730,000 fighting men. <clears throat> Judah is the most. And then uh, they go down from there. And I think uh, Simeon is the least uh, there. <clears throat> now what I've got down at the bottom, the Lord spoke to Moses. This is in the same chapter with verse... 53. Among these lands shall be divided as an inheritance according to the numbers of the names. To the larger group you shall increase their inheritance, and the smaller group you shall diminish their inheritance. Each shall be given inheritance according to those who were, were numbered of them. But the land shall be divided by lot. <clears throat> the scripture doesn't tell us anymore, but I see all kind of problems there. And that's some 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 re reason why if you look at the population figures and you look at the land mass, they don't jihaw. But they were, they were divided by lot. Now, I don't know who did that. Uh, well, uh, Joshua did. Um, and I don't know the, the scripture doesn't tell us exactly how that happened. But the land was divided by uh, population first and by lot. Now, on first bl blush, 
you can see that the tribe of Manasseh, which is the yellow, they got a lot. They got all this on this side. And they call, when you're reading scripture, they call that the half tribe. And this a half tribe. And then the rest are proportioned through here. So we're going to go through this real quickly and see. The reason I gave you this little cutout uh, in here is for the cities of refuge. There's six cities of refuge. That's the little dot uh, you can see there. And we'll talk about that in, in just a minute. <clears throat> so, all right, verse 15 of chapter 13. So Moses gave to the, er the inheritance of the tribes of the son of Benjamin according to their families. And he lists them. And he also very loosely talks about their boundaries. Now all of that is kind of falling away uh, today. We don't, we don't know the boundaries of these particular things. I learned something the other day that I didn't know. Boy is a registered land surveyor. And he, he surveyed for his own company. And he went from a monument or a legal description that you had that you needed to say before you dug the ditch. And he, he surveyed that out. Well, we're going back almost 3,000 years and they didn't have any surveying equipment. And by the way, boy, it's a whole different ballgame today. Um, they just walk out there and stick a stick in the ground. It's got a satellite up here and says, this is it. Am I right? Basically. So, anyway, so he says, these are the, the tribes and the family of Reuben. Verse 24. And Moses gave the inheritance to the tribe of Gad and the sons of Gad according to their family. And it's listed there. Verse 29. And Moses gave the inheritance to the half tribe of Manasseh. And he, he put that. Now, verse 32. These are the territories which Moses apportioned to the inheritance of the plains of Moab beyond Jordan at Jericho to the east. But the tribe of Levi, Moses did not give an inheritance. The Lord, the God of Israel, is their inheritance as he promised to them. Levi. Aaron and Moses were from the tribe of Levi. And they didn't get a portion of land. God says, I'm going to take care of you. That's like a will. You know who's, who, who's going to take care of the widows? God the Father. God the Father is. And he may use some of us, but the widows are in a special category uh, when it comes to protection. So, <clears throat> we've got these here. And when we looked all over here and we got Levi here, I put it on your sheet, that second page, it's not, it's not highlighted because Levi didn't get any land. Joseph didn't get any land. But his grandchildren, or excuse me, his children did. Or Jacob's grandchildren did. Ephraim and Manasseh. So that's the 12 when you count it. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's the twelve tribes that we're going to be talking about here. When I do my scripture. I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Fourteen. Canaan. Now these are the territories of the sons of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan. Uh, Joshua, the son of Nun. Okay. He was from the tribe of, <clears throat> of Judah. From the tribe of, of Judah. Verse 4 just simply says what I just told you about Ephraim and, and Manasseh. I'm not going to read this, but you uh, let me paraphrase. Caleb was 40 years old when Moses picked him to go into the promised land. And you know the majority report and the minority report. Caleb and Joshua came back and said, with God's help, we can take it. Yes. The land is flowing with milk and honey, the agricultural term. Yes, the people are big, but God is able to let us take it. The other ten cities can't do it. Can't do it. And so, therefore, the majority lost. I mean, the majority won, but they really lost. And we're taught from grade school that whatever the majority wants to do, that's a dangerous place, but that's, that's, that's the way the show is. Caleb was there. Now it's 45 years later. And Caleb appeals to his brother and his friend, and he says, I've been faithful. And he says, I want a little bit special consideration. Those are Bill's, Bill's words, not, not, not what, what Caleb said. Verse 11 of chapter 14. I'm still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me. 85, Cliff, he was as strong as he was at 40. Later on, some of the commentaries I was reading, it says, well, he really wasn't, but he, he, that, that's what he told us. <laughs> he, he says, now, give me the hill country about which the Lord spoke to you that day. Verse 13, so Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron. Okay, he gave him the city of Hebron. Now we're talking about this pink, pink on your map here. This is all, this is all uh, Judah. And we got Hebron right there. And Joshua gave Caleb, Hebron, as a city. That's his. That's where he and his family went according to Scripture. <clears throat> Verse 14. Therefore, Hebron came the inheritance of Caleb, because he followed the Lord God of Israel fully. Now he talks about the rest of Judah. And we, we, see, we see again, all this pink up here is the rest of Judah in here. And... <clears throat> Part of the caveat, we talked about last week that all the land wasn't, wasn't, they still had people there. They still had people to fight. Well, this is where that little anecdote while ago, look at verse, uh, uh, 
uh, verse um, 14. And Caleb drove, drove, him, uh, drove them out, the three sons of so forth. Verse 16. And Caleb, and the one who attacks this town and captures it, I will give my daughter as a wife. So he told the, the boys there, he said, okay. He says, um, if you'll capture this town as a prize in sin, I'll give you my daughter as a wife. And so one of them did. And he gave it. He says, okay, you're his wife. And then the girl, he, she was shrewd. Now whether she had some poor version from her new husband or not, I don't know. But <clears throat> he, he said, Caleb, Daddy, uh, I want some wells. I want some water. And he agreed to it. And you'll see that down here in verse, uh, uh, verse 8, 18. And it came about that when she came to him, she persuaded him, that's him, him as Caleb, to ask her father for a field so she alighted from a donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you want? That's Bill's inflection, though. What do you want? She said, Give me a blessing, since you have given me the land of the Negev. Now that's way down here. This is this is the Negev, right way, way down here, which was part of it here. And I'll say something more about the map divisions. It says uh, give me springs of water also. And he gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. So this is the inheritance for the tribe of Judah. <clears throat> now, who is prominent in the tribe of Judah? Anybody? Jesus and David. That's right. A covenant was made with David. God did, and he says there will always be a king from Judah forever, forever. And that's all this fighting that's going on now. All these secretaries of state and all these people mean well, but they'll never broke a peace. There'll never be peace in the Middle East until Jesus comes back. And that's one of his times, Jesus. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Now going back to these maps, <clears throat> we don't we can't go to the Clerker Court in BC three thousand and pull out the deeds. We don't know exactly where these boundaries are because the descriptions we have in Scripture are pretty vague, and the points are all gone. So this, this may be a little varied, but most people agree. That little map that I gave you as an insert, it agrees pretty much with this one I, I, I gave you. Now in 1948, <clears throat> this might be where I was going a while ago, they, <clears throat> they said this is the land, and they used the River Jordan as, as uh, um, the eastern boundary. And it is, doesn't compare really with this. And then through the air of time, this Golan Heights up here, and the Gaza Strip, and part of Jerusalem here, which they call the West Bank, 
that's, that's controlled by the Palestinians. The PLO, which Hamas came out of, was part of Mr. Arafat's dudes. You remember him. He had the black and checkered thing that he had around his head and so forth and so on. Uh, but that's part of the that's part of that show. But this boundary was was determined by the United Nations, and this is set in stone today. Now, <clears throat> God keeps talking about His people. He has a lot to say in Ezekiel, and some more more times, and we hadn't seen the end of that. But that's uh, that's part of that show. Okay, now the rest of chapter, the rest of chapter 15 are all the cities of Judah. Now, verse 63. Now, as for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the sons of Judah, could not drive them out. So the Jebusites live with the sons of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. Now, that's contrary to what God told them. He said, go in there and take them. Go on. It's yours. Scripture says that the people in Judah, in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, they couldn't. Now, if you remember back a few verses, chapter 10, <coughs> Joshua did kill the king. He was one of the five that Ark talked about putting <laughs> their, their hate, their foot on the top of their head, of their neck, and and uh, and killing them. So the king was killed, but the people weren't weren't uh, weren't um, run out. Alright, fast forward now, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5. <clears throat> Just to show you that this is not just Bill 
is what the scripture says. Chapter 16, the lot for the sons of Joseph, Jordan and Jericho, and this is uh, Ephraim, verse 4, the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. This is the territory of the sons of Ephraim, verse 5. <clears throat> now, they had a blemish. Look at verse 10. But they did not drive out the Canaanites. So from the very beginning, there was a makings of some problems there. Verse chapter 17. And the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph. Uh, so that's chapter 17. And he talks about all of theirs. Verse 18 of chapter 6, 17. For you shall drive out the Canaanites, even though they have chariots of iron, and they, though they are strong. He says, you are to drive them out. Well, I'm going to pick up here next week, chapter 18, and we'll get through this, get through the cities of refuge. I told Bud this morning I was going to get to chapter 20. He says, I doubt it. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll start that next uh, next week, and we'll go on. Uh, bring this little sheet back with you. I think it'll be we'll we'll refer to it a little bit as we go along. I know there's a lot of things we've covered. I hope I haven't confused you. Um, I thought it was important to say what we said. Anything else? Then we'll be glad to have you. Okay, let's go to the Lord. Father, be with us today in the further service. Be with everything said, done, prayed. And Father, we thank you. May we leave here today and say it's been good to, God's, to be in God's house. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for preparing our hearts. We thank, that, thank you that you moved in the hearts of holy men a long time ago to write. We're grateful that we can hold it in our hands. Forgive us when we haven't studied it. Forgive us when we haven't read it. Forgive us when we haven't applied it. But we thank you for always being faithful. Be with us as we go from this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh.